Hi everyone and welcome to the 82nd episode of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with the lovely Lauren. Hi. How are you Lauren? I'm okay, how are you? I'm doing pretty pretty good actually, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready for another fun action-packed episode. Yeah, well, we have some interesting news today, don't we? Yeah, we certainly do. Um, I mean, before we go on though, um, we were supposed to be joined by a special guest today. Um, but unfortunately, due to some technical issues, he, he unfortunately couldn't join us. So hopefully, we're going to try and get the special guest on again next episode. Yeah. But until then, we're going to keep it under wraps. It's so sad, though, because it was such a fun episode. It was. It just But alas, sadness. sometimes these things just aren't meant to be. Yeah, so we're going to hope to try to make this episode just as stellar. We do have some certainly interesting things to talk about. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah hopefully we've got some... Uh, comedic things to go through um hopefully there'll be some laughs for you guys as we as we go through the episode um so today we're going to have a two-segment show we've got news and discussion and then we've got the burning question we don't have any actual questions this episode um so um if you want us to answer anything just feel free to ask us more questions i really need to get more active about um telling people to ask questions yeah sorry about that I, i know it's not obviously it's not that obvious sometimes where you have to go to ask questions to us. So, yeah, I need to get better at that. So sorry about that. I'll, I'll try it's harder. Okay, it's tr- okay, It's okay. I'll try harder moving forward. But anyway, uh, for anyone who's new to this uh, podcast, this is Final Fantasy Union, and it's part of a podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union, and it's presented by the Gaming Union Network and TweaksMusic.com. It comes out on the iTunes Store, FinalFantasyUnion.com, and GamingUnion.net. Whee! Yeah, so I guess we should delve straight into some news then. Yeah, let's do it. So we have quite a lot of news to go through this episode, most of it relating to Lightning Returns, although there's been a bit about Final Fantasy XIV and some stuff about the Final Fantasy X HD collection. But yes, so Lightning Returns. Um, the first piece of news relates <laughs> to Japan Expo. Uh, this took place, uh, I think, last month in France, and it was about Caius so basically I think it was someone from um, PlayStation France they were interviewing uh, Toriyama and he was asking about you know which characters are going to come back and that kind of stuff and he didn't really mention anyone specific Mm. but Toriyama just said yep there's going to be some enemies that come back one of them is going to be Caius so boom there it is Caius I think it's pretty awesome, though. I mean, like, of all the characters to bring back from uh, Final Fantasy XIII to Caius is definitely, like, a must. It's like Kyle and Noel. Or, sorry, Kyle. Caius and Noel. <laughs> I don't know why I said Kyle. <laughs> sorry, guys. It's late. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's going to be back. And uh, Toriyama was a little bit cryptic about it initially. He said that um, the mystery about his... Uh, well, I guess whether he survives or not will be... Well, obviously he survives because he's been in the game. Yeah. But um, basically the mystery about him is going to be solved in Lightning Returns. Although I always kind of wonder with these sort of things. Like, um, well, in Final Fantasy XIII 2, right, you got like a bunch of endings depending on how you played it and stuff. But I wonder how like they will... Will they try to make the game sort of account for whatever ending you get? Like, no, will I don't it think just so. Be... I think there's going to be usually when they do this with games, it's like Mortal Kombat as well. There's there's usually lots of different endings, but there's one true ending. I know, but that's such a shame though, because you kind of want to see how the ending that you got 
plays out. Yeah, I mean, Mass Effect is the only one that really tried to follow through with that. Yeah. And even that kind of fell apart in the last game. So I know, it's, but... It's a lot easier said than done. Whatever. But yeah, no, like, it would have been interesting to see. Because obviously, um, there's a lot that happens in the other endings that would were just like really different to the true yeah although nothing really involved Caius too much in those endings well sort of with Caius being like well yeah but like but no one knows really know what happened to him which is the whole point of this yeah Um, but at at that point Tariyama hadn't really specified anything other than Caius we'd learn more about Caius he didn't really say what involvement he'd have or anything like that yeah and then later Tariyama in another interview confirmed to someone else that Caius would be returning as a key person in Lightning Returns. Mm. So that suggests to me as though he's going to be a little bit more than just a returning character. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's going to be some some fighting between him and Lightning, hopefully. Yeah, so this do- but this does pose an interesting question. I mean, will he be fighting against Lightning? I mean, will he be on the yeah. other side of the fence? I mean, in terms of uh, if he isn't, it means do they want to bring back or they, do they want to create a new antagonist for the game? Um, you know, is it someone that's going to be potentially competing with Caius or working with Caius, or is it someone that Caius is going to be working against? You just don't know. It would be interesting if he was sort of like a double agent, sort of like how, I guess, well, Genesis is in Crisis Core. It'd be interesting if he's that type of character, where he just kind of intermingles with everything. So you mean like he's... He's not necessarily opposed to helping Lightning now, but he he has his own agenda still. Yeah, that would make the most sense to me. Yeah, I guess that would be interesting. But you never know. the The next villain though would have to be like even more amazing than Caius. Yeah, I mean Caius. Many people kind of compare him to Sephiroth, and I think it's a really good comparison because there are yeah. a lot of parallels between the two of them. I mean, essentially, Caius isn't a bad guy. No, like, you know, he just has misunderstood. Yeah, it's just that it's that whole misunderstood thing, and like yeah. I think Sephiroth. I mean, if you play through Crisis Core and everything, yeah, he's. I mean, during Crisis Core, he was a nice guy. Yeah, and like you know, with the whole mission to Nibelheim, and you know, he was just trying to look out for everyone, and then it all just goes horribly wrong yeah. when he learns the truth about everything. He has a Lindsay Lohan moment. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, I'm done with life. And it's the same with Caius, really, as well. I mean, like, if you went with the whole story between Caius and Noel and um, Yule, like, you know, Caius was, was clearly a good guy. Yeah. Um, he was chosen to be the protector of Yule. Yeah. And he just couldn't deal with it. No. So he just lost his bleep. Yeah. Yeah, just a bit. Yeah. But, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how he goes. Or if they go completely 180 and decide to make him like Axel in Kingdom Hearts series and make him first a really bad character and then all of a sudden you're just like, no, actually, he's, he's pretty amazing. <laughs> and he's pretty amazing as a um, as a good character as well. So, yeah. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Yep. So, yes, not only that about Caius, um, <laughs> they've also revealed that Vanille is going to be returning. Yay, Vanille! And I know that Vanille appeared in Final Fantasy Thirteen Part Two, as did Fang, but we've already seen that Fang is going to be having a much more active role in um, Lightning Returns, based on the trailer. Yeah. Um, she's no longer appearing as like a dream, um, but we're assuming that Vanille is going to have the same kind of treatment. Nothing's really been confirmed yet, but 
Um, according to Square Enix, she is being held, or she's being sheltered by a religious group called the Salvation Council. I wonder if it's a bit of a cult or... Like, I'm, I'm wondering if it's that she's sort of deemed a deity because, like, obviously, like, somebody must sort of have a story about how she sort of saved the world with Fang, you know? Like, if... Yeah. I could see it being, like, a religious organization that thinks that she's, like, the second coming. Well, yeah, I mean, the Crystal Pillar was there for a long time, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we don't know how they've come back. It mm-hmm. could be related to the fact that the Pillar... Um, gets destroyed yeah who knows but yeah so she's back um, Fang's back everyone seems to be back really other than SARS yeah for the moment yeah and, yeah. and Dodge yeah and Hope is back but he still looks the same as he did in the first game he's got a different scarf he has a different scarf that's that's all he's got that's all he needs you get a different scarf here you go buddy <laughs> So, that's uh, all we have to talk about in terms of characters. Um, moving on, we now have some quotes from uh, Yuji Abe, who's the game design director, and he was talking specifically about the um, the game's difficulty. So, he said that there's going to be a hard mode in Lightning Returns, which is going to be for quote-unquote advanced players. And this mode actually, from from what, the way he described it, it seems, seems pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, like most of these games have uh, kind of a more difficult mode, um, and, you know, it's not too uncommon for Final Fantasy games to have those in recent history as well. I mean, obviously, they had the, the sphere system, and then the, you could have the, the... You could play that with, like, the more, quote-unquote, advanced player version. Um, but this one seems like it's going to be quite different. So, because I guess it's more action-focused this time around, it's a bit easier for them to do it. But as you play through the game, you'll, face against, you'll be um, facing stronger enemies... But they'll, they've said that there's going to be additional elements too, and this is where it gets really cool. So I've, I don't, I've never really heard of another game doing it like this. No. I've only ever known of a film doing it like this, but I'll get onto that a bit later. <laughs> um, so, in short, as you go through the game and you kill enemies, um, with, as with any RPG, you want to farm, right? It's the easiest way to level up. Yeah. And it's what JRPG games have become pretty used to the grind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just farm a load of enemies for a little bit and then you move on so that you can defeat the enemies that are coming up with, I guess, a bit, a bit more ease, a bit more comfortable. Um, you feel a bit more comfortable. But this time around, Square Enix are making that more tricky because as you kill enemies, there are only a finite number of them in the world. So if you start killing too many of them, they actually become extinct. So yeah. you can't kill them, you can't farm them anymore. So um, that's... It's... That makes the game so much harder. The only thing I'm sort of thinking about now with regards to this is, like, what's going to happen with regards to weapon systems and stuff. So, like, um, you know, you need a certain item in order to make a specific kind of weapon. Would you have to play it before on, I like, normal it- mode? And then go into hard mode. Will there have to be a new game plus system? I guess it depends on how they the, the whole crafting system works yeah. in Lightning Returns. Because obviously in Final Fantasy XIII, it was all based on um, yeah stuff that you could collect and then um, that kind of thing. But I don't I don't know if they do that in Lightning Returns. Then in that case, maybe it will all be yeah. based on stuff you can buy from shops. Yeah. They said that they said that guilds going to be a lot easier to acquire this time around. So yeah. you know maybe they're going to deal with it that way. Um, or you know, because there is, there are going to be lots of different weapons. We just, we just don't really know how they're going to be acquired. No. 
Because that's that's one thing that I could think about that would be like ridiculously hard is that you have to choose, you have to pick and choose what weapons you're gonna make because you might not be able to get that rare item anymore. Yeah. So the other thing that comes out of this is that not only will enemies become extinct, but as um, as you get down to the last enemy, that last enemy will become like supercharged. So. I mean, this is really similar to a, a movie that I, I've watched. Um, maybe some of you have watched it too. It's called The One, and it features Jet Li and Jason Statham. Daryl loves his Jet Li. I do love my Jet Li. So <laughs> basically, this film is about Jet Li's character. Um, it's about parallel universes, and, and in, the, in the film, one of one of Jet Li is trying to kill all the other Jet Lis so that he can become the most powerful because they've come to the uh, realization that the less of you there are the um the more the power gets um the, the less people there are to share the power between um and obviously when it gets down to the two of them then they're fighting to become the last one remaining yeah um in this instance you're killing the enemies yourself and as a result the last one is going to become a super strong and we don't know yet if um this is going to mean that they drop better items or you get yeah. like a massive exp boost for killing this last one i mean it'll be interesting if that's the case and you know there's bound to be certain enemies that are actually easier to kill than others so oh, yeah. like with the hard ones that you're fighting more end game oh. like they're gonna be super hard i mean like i used to go around hunting for behemoths because like obviously you get like a lot of experience from killing them but if i like ended up getting to a point where i've gotten if there if there are this is Assuming there are behemoths going to be in this game, there are the last behemoth. You're good. Would just be a brat. But maybe it's the way they're going to tackle the mark system in a way, because Possibly. you know, obviously the marks in Final Fantasy 12 uh, and 13 were just kind of enhanced versions of normal monsters that were just kind of really specific. So maybe that's kind of a way that they're introducing it in this. So the hard mode is going to have like a mark system, and if you kind mm -hmm. of want to. There's bound to be some trophies associated with oh, it somewhere. Oh yeah, like if you make all of the all of the enemies extinct, you get like a massive trophy. Yeah. That would be sick. So, the last story we have is a <laughs> bit of a it's a bit of a face palm. Yeah. Um, but needs to be addressed. Yeah, we're not going to delve too much into it just because it's a little bit embarrassing for everyone involved, um, and it could spiral out of control because there are so many different kind of connotations to this. But in short. There were some interviews that got published in both Famitsu Magazine and Dengeki Magazine, which are both Japanese magazines. They were separate interviews, but they talked about the same things. And then when the Western journalists have picked this up, they've kind of spliced them together to make it seem like it's all one interview, but it's actually not. So, the story is that for some unknown reason, um, the an interviewer was asking um, like a kind of a small Square X panel which was consisted of like Toriyama and uh, Nobuhiro Gota, Goto um, who's the character modeling designer I think there were some other people there as well mm. um, but they were asked to, they were talking about Lightning's boobs <laughs> as you do as a, as a professional journalist yeah so basically from what I understand the journalist asked point blank have you increased Lightning's bra size <laughs> Um, and uh, the character modeling designer Nobuhiro Gota said uh, yeah we've uh, taken it from a Japanese C cup to a Japanese D cup obviously no training in PR that boy has yeah and um, so following that there was some bit of laughter apparently between the, the different Square Enix bods <laughs> and um, 
So obviously the journalist was like, oh, that's interesting. And, yeah. and then and then they followed up by saying, actually, Toriyama wanted to make them even larger. Yeah. Um, but he, I guess he wasn't allowed to because, <laughs> you know, it's a bit, a bit strange anyway. Can't make her too top heavy. She'll fall over. I, I mean, this whole thing just is really odd to me because like even continuity, right? So... So Lightning's now gone from a Japanese C to a Japanese D, which I believe is the equivalent to, um, like, I think it, the American is one larger, one smaller. Or like whatever that. the case. They're boobs. Yeah. So so she's grown in that area. How are they going to explain that in the story? Are, we, are they just expecting us to not notice, like, continuity does go, well, you know? I mean... Like, haircuts are one and thing. And this is, this is something maybe that's just a girl thing. Well, from my perspective, I don't think it's that noticeable with regards to going from a B to C. Maybe if you're going from, like, an A to D or a B to D, double D or something. Like, then it would be like, whoa, okay, she's she's packing on the stuff. But maybe she's just, like, any normal woman and just, you know, her boobs go bigger and smaller every now and then. Maybe she's pregnant. Maybe she's pregnant. You never know. But what what astounds me is that somebody would would notice. Like I just I, I maybe it's just because I'm a girl and I'm not um I'm I'm straight. I don't really look. Well, I observe girls' boobs just because I compare. But how how on God's green earth do you notice? Oh, she has bigger boobs in this game. OMG. I think one of the reasons may be because, okay, so in Final Fantasy thirteen she had quite a conservative costume. Yeah. In Final Fantasy thirteen by two it was a slightly less conservative costume, but still, you know, quite strong with the armor and everything. Yeah. In Lightning Returns, obviously she has a default costume, but she has lots of other costumes. Mm, that's true. And in recent history, um, as part of the whole interchange between games whereby characters in Final Fantasy XIV are being able to dress up as lightning and use a weapon. Lightning is going to look like a Makote, which I think is how you pronounce it. I, I'm sorry if that's wrong. Um, but it's basically like uh, effectively the cat form <laughs> in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, so yeah, that and that costume is actually quite revealing in the in the cleavage area <laughs> because like the character in Final Fantasy XIV is like it's cat to feline, it's supposed to be quite flirty. Yeah. Um, and obviously, lightning. They're trying to try and doesn't have the lightning, so it makes it a little bit more obvious. I mean, there's even like a press shot with her bending over yeah. in the costume. So, um, yeah, that maybe that's kind of drawn attention to it a bit more. I don't know. Um, but you know, the other thought, the other side of this is that the interview didn't stop there. It carried on. Um, and there are some quotes again from the character model designer who was asked about the introduction of jiggle physics. <laughs> so if you don't know what jiggle physics are, they're basically something that kind of... I guess they're becoming more prominent as... I mean, essentially, the developers are trying to make the games more realistic. And in real life, there are certain features on the anatomy that kind of jiggle around. Yep. Yeah, so... It's normal. Some developers have taken this to the extreme, like uh, Tecmo, um, with their Dead or Alive series and the, the Ninja Gaiden series. <laughs> Who have, uh, like, a whole team dedicated yeah, they do. to um, physics. And even in Ninja Gaiden, with the six axis, you could use it to control mm-hmm. the jiggling of certain, certain uh, female body parts. Um, but, yeah, so he was... 
he was being asked about whether they've implemented that in Lightning Returns, and the answer was yes, they have. So Lightning will now jiggle, and you can actually force this to happen if you want to. Although, and like all arguments aside, I mean, like Final Fantasy or well, Square Enix in general has always been sort of known for their graphics and how like sort of realistic their graphics are like i mean you know you just look at the at the videos of final fantasy 15 and you just see all the textures that the amount of detail that have gone to these people and like one of the first things i noticed was like the way that the hair moves and stuff oh it's always about the hair yeah the hair is just amazing but whatever the case i mean so boobs jiggle boobs jiggle like they move like I mean, unless if she's wearing, like, 5,000 sports bras, there's gonna be a little bit of jiggle. So, really, I mean, they probably shouldn't have commented on it, but you're going to see... Especially not in the way they did. Not in the way they did, but you're... I mean, in keeping in line with their attention to detail, I think it's appropriate, if only because boobs jiggle. Yeah, I mean, they're just trying to be realistic. Exactly. Like, that's what... Well, that's what I think. I know it's probably not the intention, Well, I think the fact that the, yeah, they were sniggering in the, I in like the to be. I like so. to I like to be um, a bit hopeful and optimistic about what these people think about... So, that. yeah. <laughs> Basically, they said that if you want to enforce it upon Lightning, then when you're on the menu screen, and this has been confirmed... Uh, when you change her weapons, she will swing her arms about, which mm. will cause certain parts to jiggle. And if you keep changing it, then it makes them jiggle more. Mm. So it's there if you want it. Um, you know, that's probably a really great reason to get a game. Why are you getting this game? Why are you playing this game? Uh, just because I can see her boobs jiggle. Yeah. Just for the start screen. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I mean, I'm sure Toriyama was thinking, well, this is going to make it sell more. I know. Um, but yeah, so that's it for Lightning Returns um, for the news. It was an interesting way to round it out for Lightning yeah. Returns. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on, we're now going to talk about the Final Fantasy X HD Collection and the Final Fantasy X Part II HD Collection. Um, to start off, we have some news relating to the new ending, which I believe is called Eternal Calm. Mm. Um, we've actually... Also, um, there's loads more to talk about this. Um, you know, some, some stuff actually kind of came out today, which is pretty cool. But in short, Square Enix Japan have released a small preview clip of the the 30 minute ending that's going to be brand new. Um, it's about two minutes long, and uh, from what we understand, it takes place two years after the Eternal Calm. And there was basically a little bit of dialogue. I think uh, maybe like you know two or, th- or maybe like two or three lines. Um, and then like maybe yeah, there's a couple of new characters as well uh, one of them is called Chuami and the other one's called Kurgum mm. and they're talking to, to Titus stroke Tidus and uh, yeah it's, it's just kind of filler material for now it doesn't really have any context we don't even know who these new people are Yeah. but I think they're talking about like kind of Luca and um, like they're talking about how the uh, the Meehan High Road has had its name changed I think yeah um, but yeah, that's pretty much it relating to that. But I mean, I, I, this whole concept of the new 30-minute ending is still pretty awesome to me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Like, that's probably one of the things that sort of, like, I mean, 
I, I was kind of thinking about, like, the Final Fantasy HD collection and, like, the one thing that sort of made me think, well, maybe I actually really do want to get this was when they said that it was going to be the international version. But now that they've said, like, that there's going to be this whole new 30-minute ending, I'm just kind of like, oh my god. OMG. I know. Well, it's it's incredible. I mean, although the one thing that I'm sort of wondering about is what are you going to have to do in order to get that ending? Are you going to have to get 100% on both Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X 2? Actually, well, I may be able to answer the question now because that was what I was talking about. So today, um, a screenshot has been released of the menu screen. Mm. Leaked, I should say, not officially announced. But yeah. uh, And this is how we got confirmation that Final Fantasy X Part 2 will actually have the last mission included, which was previously Japan exclusive. Mm. Um, we don't know if that, I, th- I don't know if that's going to be Western or not. But yeah, I, I that'd think be it good is. though. Um, but also on the menu screen was the 30-minute ending, so it may just be that it's there for right to play off the bat if you want to. I mean, we don't know what, obviously what state that's in. It might be that you have yeah. to unlock it. But um, yeah, the menu did have the four different things on it, so that'd be nice. So I guess you know, f- for people that have already played it, that'd be great because you can yeah. just just dive straight in and uh, play through the ending. Um, Although, that extra experience. I do kind of need more of a reason in order to get all those trophies, especially considering like I got a hundred percent on the PS2 version. And I just hope there's no trophy for beating Penance. <laughs> that would not be fun. Uh-huh. Which one was that? Was that was that Final Fantasy X or Final Fantasy X Two? That was uh, a secret boss in Ten that wasn't in the North American version. Oh wait, where was it? Where where was where did you have to fight it? I it was on the airship, so it was part oh, of the whole. Oh, it was that one, well, and yeah, and it's like crazy hard, isn't it? Like you have to not even you can't even do like a nine 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 on it or anything. Like you he have has to like, do like millions of health, ton. and he can instant kill you. Yeah, and, and sometimes depending on what his state is, the battle can take like two to three hours. Yeah, you see all those YouTube videos. Yeah. But how do you get to him? You have to beat all the dark aeons. Oh, it's that thing. Okay. Yeah, that's something that we didn't have. We didn't have all the dark aeons. Yeah. Which I, I stupidly was trying to find in my version. I Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I managed to beat a couple of the dark aeons before. I was just like, no, you know what? This is going to take too long. Because basically you have to redo the entire sphere grid. Yeah. Because like the sphere grid you start off with isn't optimized at all. So like you know you've got the spheres that are worth less than others. Yeah. So basically you have to redo the entire thing. Make sure it has maximum spheres all the way through, so that everyone has maximum stats, mm-hmm. and then go into this fight. And you still aren't guaranteed a victory. Yeah. It's harsh. Yeah, it is pretty harsh. But I mean, you know, see, because I thought I thought what's his name is really hard in um, Final Fantasy Ten too. When you go through the Bavel trials and you have to beat the last guy in that, yeah, he he seems like a cakewalk compared to this guy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Either way. So the last piece of news we have about the the HD collection is that Square Enix have announced that uh, quite a lot of the original music from I believe Ten, but not Ten Part Two, is going to be rescored by um, a group of people at Square Enix, and actually Masashi Hamwazu who took part in the composition of the original game with Uematsu and Nakano is going to be taking part in the process and that's I think that's pretty awesome yeah no I'm excited about it yeah I mean the reason I, be- I don't believe it's going to be 10 part 2 is because um, that wasn't done by Hamwazu so obviously he, he doesn't really know that much about it I mean obviously he's still a talented musician and I'm sure he 
could rearrange some of the music from Ten Two if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, but you know, it would make more sense if he was working on the stuff that he did originally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we don't know. I mean, Square Enix said there's going to be approximately sixty tracks that are going to be rearranged. That's so, be so crazy. I mean, obviously, if you're thinking about both the games combined, yeah, there's probably like two hundred, maybe. Yeah definitely um and i wouldn't have thought they would rearrange any of the um like the live instrumentation stuff so i'm guessing um Sutati Dane and a thousand words real emotion will probably stay as they were really i would have thought i would have hoped that they would have remastered those ones i don't i don't see not i don't see why they'd need to though well well yeah i guess so but i mean i don't know i mean honestly i think out of all the tracks on on both games um, they're probably the ones that people might get most upset if they aren't if they aren't the way that they thought they were going to be. Probably, I'd say the one track that I would love to hear remastered is um, oh, what's the one that oh, Fudge? Why can't I think of the name of it? What's it from? It's well, it's from Final Fantasy X. It's the one that happens when they're walking through to go to the Xanarkin Dome at the end uh, someday the dream will end someday the dream will end oh my gosh if they remastered that one I'm gonna cry like there's a um, there's a really great uh, concert if you can look it up it's um, is that the German one yeah the German one yeah. I forget what it's called I think it's like WC WDC or something it's called Final Fantasy or Orchestra like but look it up it's, oh, Final, it's wasn't incredible wasn't it Final Fantasy Symphony yeah it's like Final Fantasy Symphony or something but they do an amazing version of it it's called A Fleeting Dream and it's just gorgeous could they just put that in the game I would be <laughs> so happy that would be pretty awesome I would be so happy but I'd be crying my eyes out there's nothing wrong with that well, I mean you know what's going to happen anyway so I you should know. be crying too I know, but oh my gosh, this game. So, yeah, that's pretty much it for the Final Fantasy X, uh, 10 HD news. Um, there's a small thing that I want to take, talk about with Final Fantasy XIV, which is that um, they have just released the character builder to use offline, so you can go through the whole character creation process and kind of see how it works. And I think it's being used as a kind of a stress test for your computers as well, so that's pretty cool in terms of if you don't know much about Final Fantasy XIV and you don't really know about the characters that are in there, Honestly, I'm still referring to them as their Final Fantasy XI names because they're pretty much the same. So <laughs> I, you know, I don't, I, don't, I can't even remember what the new characters are. But, yeah. Um, it's all about Galkas and Tarus and Humes and Elvins <laughs> to me. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty cool. If you haven't played Final Fantasy XIV yet, uh, I'm hearing constantly hearing good things about a Realm Reborn. Mm-hmm. The beta is still going on at the moment, so if you can still get in on that, then and feel free i mean it's actually being re-released again i think towards the end of this month maybe the 22nd of august or maybe the 28th around that time um and it's coming on to the ps3 and the pc so yeah it's a good time to uh, get into that if you haven't played it before so anyway burning question so we decided to go for the safe option and have this all about toriyama <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's basically we're going to be discussing your thoughts about the the inadvertent comments, um, kind of around Toriyama and lightning and all this stuff. And yay! Before I get onto this, actually, um, there's a, a funny joke website who kind of do satirical stories about the video game industry, um, kind of like The Onion but for gaming. And uh, they, they wrote a really hilarious story about this. Um, basically, they made up an interview that someone had with Toriyama where they were talking about him wanting to make a dating sim for Lightning. And... <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, but it... I, I would slightly almost believe that. Yeah, I think that's well, I think that's the thing. Like most people thought, 
You yeah, know, like he, he, he's going to legitimately make a dating sim with lightning. Well, he does seem to love lightning so much. He does. Uh, so this first one is from Remus, and he said maybe he always wanted to do a cloud with big breasts, and now that he can, he's just going way over the top with it. It's just like, all right, guys, you guys wanted a Final Fantasy VII remake? Well, we will remake Cloud in drag. But well, you know, it, it did happen, so... So, yeah, there you go. Have fun. <laughs> okay, well, this next one is from Axken, who says, I'm not too fond about this. Don't get me wrong, I like women and the occasional jiggle, but lightning was meant to be more than that. I agree, and I, and I think this whole uh, thing about making it public and all that stuff is, it's kind of, um, I don't know, it's ruined her, obviously she's not a real person, but it's yeah. kind of ruined her reputation a little bit, Yeah. because she was supposed to be this really strong female character, Yeah. and by doing this, in a way, uh, Square Enix have kind of belittled her, yeah. like, because they've made it about something trivial, well not trivial, but, you know, really if you think about it, it kind of is, but... And it shouldn't have. They shouldn't have done that. And it no. doesn't make sense why they would. I mean, in Japan, I know that it's it's a very different issue to over in our culture in terms of you know um, when they they were being interviewed by Japanese people and obviously they had a little bit of a joke about it and it's funny for them, but mm. for us it's not so much. And no. And I think because they spent they spent so much time building lighting up as this really strong female lead, and then to have it. They just like ruined all of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I think it was it was pretty unprofessional of them to say the least. But oh well. Yeah. So this next one is from Ansem Nas. He says, "I don't really mind the enlargement or the jiggle as long as the game itself isn't about sexualizing lightning." Yeah. For some reason, I don't think it will be. I think this was just. I I really kind of think and hope that this was just a one-off thing. I mean, like Daryl said, like a Jeff. Japan, it's a completely different thing over there with regards to women. I think that generally um, women are just treated a bit differently over there, and you have to be a bit more modest if you're if you're a woman going over there as well. Like I read somewhere, like you can't wear like low cut tops or yeah, anything like so that because be, you're being disrespectful you. and people will judge you. And that's not anything, you know, where we should get like, oh, well, that's not right and blah, blah, blah. That's just the way they are. That, that's just their culture. And, um, yeah, I just think that it's just going to be a bit of a um, lost in translation moment where it's just, you know. Yeah. So, but, anyway. Anyways. Uh, the Ninja Max says, hey, Toriyama, I hear there's some job openings at both Team Ninja and Platinum Games. <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, maybe he's uh, maybe he's trying to pitch for a new job. And uh, I'm like, hey guys, what's up? Did I get enough boob jiggle for you? <laughs> Have I proved my worth? <laughs> Have I proved my worth in boobs? <laughs> so this next one is from Oxnard Montalvo. And they said, I want to blow this off as a stupid design choice, but a part of me can't help but feel that there's going to be some side missions where Enlightening has to wear her asset-enhancing outfits to get info or items from NPCs. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Oh my god, if they do that, I'm just going to take the game and just shut it off. This, that, <laughs> If they did that, that would be like a nail in the coffin. I know, I know. That would just, like, everybody would just be like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, I guess that's the thing. Like, I mean, they really kind of pushed the envelope a bit with the massage um, side mission in Final Fantasy X too. So it's not like it's something that's that would be out of their sort of um, 
realm, I yeah. guess, so to speak, with female-focused uh, games. I just think it would be ridiculous if they did that. Because, oh my god, yeah. I mean, like, I know there are going to be certain outfits and costumes that suit certain types of people. You know, you're going to have the, like, really serious ones. Uh, there's going to be the ones that, like, do certain things instead of boosting stats that might not necessarily be so appealing visually. Yeah. And there's going to be some ones that are basically in there for fan service. I mean, we kind of saw it with... Uh, 13 part 2 it's just a different type of fan service I mean we had the Assassin's Creed we had the Mass Effect in there we had the costumes for like the black and white mage yeah and uh, there were certain costumes that did well and certain, some, certain costumes that didn't do very well and I think if I am right in thinking it was the ones that were more revealing and sexual that didn't do so well from a sales perspective yeah it was like the more traditional ones the fan service ones in that sense that actually did quite well um, I'm guessing they're hoping that by including the one from like Final Fantasy XIV that has a bit, shows a bit more skin on Lightning. They're going to be doing a bit of double fan service because obviously the fourteen characters will like it, and then some of the other people will like it too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if but they yeah. if they do make it so that that that's the case, like in terms of you have to wear certain outfits to get certain things, I think that would be a really bad bad choice. Yeah, definitely. Well, the only outfit that I think I want at the moment is that cloud one. I think that that just looks awesome. I think that just looks amazing. But anyways, um, okay, so this last one is from The Onion Kid, who said it's kind of off-putting considering it's total opposite of Lightning's character, but I'm still really excited for this game. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good point. I mean, yeah, so Square Enix have made uh, a bit of a faux pas in terms of highlighting this. And, you know, I don't necessarily think it's, like, who cares? Like, you know, it's a bit of a character model. You know, they change all the time. Obviously, this is one area that people wouldn't necessarily expect to change. But, like, you know, think about how much snow just changed between Final Fantasy XIII and XIII too. And he's changing yeah. again in this one. Yeah. Obviously, Hope changed quite a lot as well. Um, you know, these things happen. Uh, it's just a bit of a, a weird situation. But I don't think it's going to change the game at all. And I think, you know, if if this kind of thing affects your enjoyment of the game it's it's kind of a bit yeah i mean like yeah like uh, well what i wonder is how many people would have actually noticed if they hadn't done this interview how many people would have actually like sat there and said her boobs look bigger her boobs are jiggling i'm not playing this anymore i'm not playing this anymore i'm hoping it would be a small amount i am like yeah i think it would be a shame if that's yeah. the case like if the game doesn't do well because of this it would be a shame yeah. I mean Square Enix were ill-advised by doing this but I don't think that you know like, it's, it's I don't think like it that. was I don't think it was anything that was intentionally like misogynistic or or like they were trying to be raunchy or rude or anything I think it literally was just a cross between like something that just didn't communicate well over here you know, it's just something yeah. that just wasn't... Like, we're changing a lot in terms of how we view women and how we view women in, like, in video games especially. And, um, yeah, so... Yeah, I think we've uh, dwelled on this a bit too, yeah. too, too long. <laughs> we so, focused uh, too much on her chat. Yeah, so um, moving on, next episode's burning question is going to be related to the Tokyo Game Show. So uh, Sony are having like a massive keynote speech at the Tokyo Game Show about the PlayStation 4 and uh, I'm hoping that there's going to be a load of stuff about Final Fantasy 15 and Kingdom Hearts 3 as well. Yeah, um, you nice. know, there might be some other new information about Final Fantasy games. I mean, in terms of Final Fantasy at the moment, there isn't 
like a great deal on the horizon. I mean, we've got lightning returns. Um, there's Final Fantasy XIV, uh, which is going to be out soon, but there's also going to be a PS4 version of that. And then we've got um, Final Fantasy XV. But, you know, there's not really any smaller games coming out. I think maybe they're, they're moving more towards the iPhone and that kind of stuff, but hopefully they're going to be producing some games for the Vita, and it'd be good if they could talk about those soon. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, so yeah, we're going to be posting that up maybe in the week before the next episode, which is going to be coming out on the, at the start of September. And the Tokyo Game Show is in, I think it's the 20th, around the 20th of September, so there's a little bit of a little bit of uh, preemptiveness there, but hopefully we'll have enough information by that point where you can start forming your own conclusions and doing some predictions. Me. Anyway, so the music for this episode is quite, it's quite a quaint little track. Um, mm. It's from the OC Remix album Balance and Ruin, which is what we featured last episode as well. And the original song is Kids Run Through the City. Yay, it's yeah. a very nice track. Yeah. I like it. And so the arrangement title is Idle City Street, and the arranger is Pothocket. And so, yeah, it's like a really nice guitar piece. Um, so, you know, if you just want to chill out at the end of the podcast, then this is the perfect way to do it. Mm-hmm. Before we go into the outro, though, I actually wanted to talk about something else, um, which is kind of related to Bounce and Ruin. So anyone who followed that uh, knows that OC Remix put it on a Kickstarter, and then when it started to do quite well, Square Enix came in with a band hammer. <laughs> they, yeah. uh, they shut it down, and, uh, you know, it took quite a while before OC Remix were able to convince them that, you know, we're not actually not going to... We're not evil people. We are trying to do this. We're not. We're non-profit and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they still made about like six times what they were asking for, and I'm sure that's where Square Enix's uh, concerns were coming in terms of what you're going to do with the extra money. But so they worked something out in the end. So there's been another twist in this, not necessarily related, but more recently, uh, a group of people were trying to do a kind of live-action Final Fantasy VII web series. And yeah. this has been kind of building up steam on YouTube for quite a while. I think they've been doing it for about a year now. Yeah. Um, they've been recently posting up some casting videos of like Tifa and Eris and Barrett. Oh, the Barrett um, they got was like, so cool yeah. too. And you know they're hiring some like decent quality actors as well because yeah. of it. And um, but yeah, so they put up a Kickstarter for it. They were doing quite well, I think. And then Square Enix threw down the banhammer. Unfortunately, because like this this project, I mean. I can kind of understand from a perspective of they don't want it to be like if if for whatever reason this thing crashes and burns and it's hated by fans and all this stuff like this is going to be associated with Square Enix as like a brand sort of thing yeah so it's just like you know it's just going to be difficult yeah it's just about control really isn't it yeah I mean yeah as Laura I'm saying if if this doesn't do very well then it's going to reflect badly on the brand and there's going to be X amount of people who think it's official. Yeah, like exactly. It, I mean, it does look... Like, if you see the trailer, it looks very high quality. Yeah, and it's basically just... I mean, the trailer emulated uh, the um, the church scene from Final Fantasy VII. Um, and yeah, it looks really good. So um, I guess it's just kind of... Square Enix want to make sure that they're not going to be um, hurt by it. Also, I think, considering how... I mean... I'm of the minority that actually likes spirits within, but considering the sort of not th- that spirits within didn't do so well, they can't have a fan-made film doing yeah. better than their official production, <laughs> which would be that would be a bit of a embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to release on the third of September, which is actually my birthday. Yay! And uh, if you want to check out everything we talk about during that episode, then feel free to subscribe. 
If you just go to iTunes and type in Final Fantasy into the search bar, we are the number one podcast. Alternatively, you can type in Kingdom Hearts. We're also there too. Um, and of course, you can check every episode on FinalFantasyUnit.com along with all our news coverage. And of course, you can catch every episode at FinalFantasyUnit.com along with all our latest news coverage. Yep. So, uh, Lauren, it's that, ti- it's that time. Yeah, it's that time. Yeah. Okay. Bye, bye, guys. And I'm Dara saying goodbye. This has been a tweaks with mute.com and finalfantasyunion.com production.